rip into it. Greetings, everybody. I'm here with Moss Burmester. Moss, how are you? Hey, Rob. I'm good, thanks. Um, been a little while, though, since I've uh, been in uh, doing much training, regular training. Yeah, you've had a few changes in your life the last couple of weeks, haven't you? The last month or so? Yep. Focus is now on our little girl that's just been born instead of uh, myself and my training. That's great news. How was fatherhood? Um, it's been difficult and sleep deprived so far. <laughs> so it's, it's a harder nine man training. That's what we all want to know. <laughs> oh, um, the sleep deprivation part is, but no, not the training. No. I, I bet you're glad you're not backing up with um with with five thirty swim sessions and uh and and long seven hour day <laughs> weekends. Oh no, yeah, you just no, yeah. but you know, you do what you got to do. You do. Uh, it's great. It's fantastic. Um, now obviously. Uh, your wife Carolyn, she's one. She's a foot traffic coach as well. So you guys have a have a, a long storied history um, with foot traffic, and uh, we really appreciate having both of you in our community because it's a great help having someone um, with with your experience um, for people to be able to um, just just bounce ideas off and learn from. Um, I, I want to talk today specifically about um, your experiences with the training for Ironman New Zealand. So you raced uh, the Ironman New Zealand in March. Yep, and um, You'd be thankful that you didn't do the one in December, which I did, which had the terrible weather. Um, I think I think you had a pretty good day, but um, you know, it, even though it was a nice day, it's still it's still as 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 difficult an event as ever, um, regardless of the conditions. And and I think the way you train for something like that is really important. And um, and I just want to run a you know get get you to talk us through a little bit about your experience of the race, how how you felt it played out for you. And um, you know, just just some of the cool stories that you found that you come came away from the day with. What what do you got? Yeah, um, so I cast my memory back because uh, as I said, fair bits happened since. Um, yeah, I mean, for me, the conditions on the day actually, I don't like the heat, so I never have. Um, and I don't know if it's my body learned to not have to regulate itself being in the pool environment all the time, but that's one theory. Um, so I was pretty sweaty and, and struggled with the with a little bit with the heat, especially in the run. Um, it was supposed to have been overcast or even raining, and it never happened. So I kept looking at those clouds, going, "Come on, come on!" But, <laughs> um, but I guess, as you say, it was probably nicer, or nicer for most people, considered better for um, than when you did in December, where you know you had you know sweltering heat at one point, and then you had thunderstorms and lightning mm. going on as well. So that's crazy. Um, but at the end of the day, you can prep for all those things, right? So you kind of know what the generally what the conditions are going to be like, and you've been training for those um especially with indoor training now and, and on the you know the bikes you can train a bit more for that heat and things like that so mm. a bit of heat adaptation and um yeah so i mean generally for me um i prepared really well so the race went as i thought it would go um you know it was my first one ever play i think only my be my sixth triathlon ever so i've done mm. three halves and a couple of sort of um shorter ones did coast to coast as well you know so i have had a one session in there where i've a very long day the longest day they call it coast to coast one day mm -hmm. um yeah so and, and i went sub 10 hours you know my goal was to go under 10 hours i went 9 47 uh, i was disappointed with my run but again i think that is a first timer thing where potentially i maybe went a little bit hard on the bike but also um i also only actually really had about a 12 week build up so um the interesting thing was that, you know, we was planning for it March last year, the year earlier, but COVID obviously torpedoed that. Mm. 
Mm. And uh, and so I did the full. I think we did a thirty week build up. Was that right? It was quite a long one. Yeah, it, it, the way the season fell and and with the COVID mixing things up, it actually meant that you guys did a much longer build up than yeah. you would normally do. The, the the people that are following the um the current or the, well that will be following the next race specific plan will be a twenty four week, which I think is actually easier to focus for something that's a shorter period. Thirty weeks is a long time. Yeah, it was. Um, I mean, it was my first one. I was pretty excited. I didn't have too many distractions. So, I mean, the good thing is, is actually, even though I've only done one Ironman, I went through two sort of build-ups towards mm-hmm. it, right? So I did that 30-week program, and that was – I was in a really good nick, and I reckon I was probably 50 watts under my FTP less than what I was in March last year, although I was running better. Um, and so kind of a few things happened throughout the year, and then I got 12 weeks out from March, and I kind of had to make the call and go, right, am I going to – pull out and get a refund or am I going to, you know, buck up here and, and go for it? And, and that's why I said in the end, it was really only a sort of a 12 week build up, but um, I had, was able to leverage that 30 week build up. And in fact, I've been through that plan last time that you and I, I remember we talked a number of times and sort of said, I'm playing a bit of a catch up. What sessions should I do as in which weeks should I use from that? I've already missed as the key to sort of get into it and then get up to speed where everyone else was in that 24 week plan. And, I think it worked really well. I think the advantage for you as well was that you never got unfit, even though you weren't conditioned specifically. You still had a level of fitness there, and it didn't take much to to tap back in. And and you always your body always remembered what what it had done before. So um, yeah, I mean it worked beautifully, and that's part of and sort of what you're describing there is the twelve week build is something that I've, I I sort of reiterate a lot to athletes is that. You know, you could be looking at a race that's two years away or a year away, and it's almost too far away to start really focusing on it. You know, it's almost like you need to look at it with a long lens and just and just realize it's in the background. But but just do basic stuff to tick away before you start getting specific. And it actually worked out quite nicely that those twelve weeks um, was just as things were ticking into into gear and the specificity was 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 coming right in. So it did take a little bit of. playing around and just identifying those key sessions and and you know you, you hit some pretty you hit some pretty impressive stuff i remember some of those workouts you did um and and i think i think the you particularly your bike ride was testament to the work that you had done because even though you say you're overbiked um you, you still have to be pretty bloody strong to do what you did on the bike i mean you rode under five hours in your first ironman and that's and that's not and you still managed to run well after it like i don't think you I don't think you really broke stride at all in that run, even though you said you were disappointed with your run. I actually think you you just looked so good the whole way. So um, visually, it was it was <laughs> probably a different... on, you didn't see me on that last lap when I walked a few times. And uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's all right, you did. <laughs> um, but the the unique thing for you is that is that you were in the lead from the start, basically the first choke of the swim for a long, long way. And and I don't know how mentally. You, you deal with that knowing that people are chasing you down and you're going to get passed for the rest of the day and you probably pass a few back later on but for the most part you had people coming past you and and I don't know how how you managed to just pack the ego away and just just let those people go by knowing that you've got your race to do and I think you did really well with it because if you had tried to go with them you know you might have ridden five minutes quicker and, and you may have gone an hour slower in the, in the race time so um, that would have been quite a challenge I'd imagine. One of the, yeah, and one of the things for me is, um, and this is an interesting dynamic. I was going to say the key is the numbers, um, especially on the bike. And but when I say this is an interesting dynamic for me, I struggle. I believe a lot of triathletes are too reliant 
on the numbers at the same time. So mm-hmm. they don't they don't train enough to feel, especially when I see, and this is coming from my pool background where for athletes jump in the pool, they're training, they've got their watch on and they hit the start and I can hear the watches. Every time I push off under the water, <laughs> people come into the pool and they, you hear the beep and then the beep that they go. And I just think, why are you bothering in the pool? It's pointless in the pool. It actually doesn't matter. They shouldn't have it on. They should be using the pace lock and getting a feel for what the pace is. Mm-hmm. And I've, you know, in swimming, we always had that. We didn't, we just had a pace clock. And and my coach could sit there and say to me, okay, you need to hold, you know, 105s. And I'd, and I'd hit it. I'd bang on 105s. Or it'd be descending set. And each set, you had to drop by six, you know, five seconds or three seconds or two seconds or whatever it was. And I could do that, you know, and you became inherently this feeling. So when I came to do my cycling and my swimming, I've got that with me. And I think that feel, how you feel is really important. Um, and then you can hold that against the numbers as well. And so when I did my bike, as I said, you know, I was I was riding with um, Vissa, the, who won the women's pro women's. So I, I passed her and then she passed me back later up the hill. And she's obviously quite a bit lighter than I am. And she sort of put the hammer down. She built her bike, I think, I mean, from memory. Yeah. You know, she caught up to Bex and those who were out the front. And, and I could have gone with her, as you said, but I chose sort of not to. And again, I was just looking at my own numbers and thinking, I go now I could blow so I've got to sort of just hold off and and so yeah I was just I was mindful of those numbers they really I think they're a really useful guide but you've got to just get this feel for how much energy you've got in your system your own system how well you can go and how well you think you can that's going to hold up and project right through the race too yeah and you had the benefit of 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 our training camp which was on the course as well and um you know I just remember the days of the, of the camp was just the most atrocious weather ever. And, um, but you had to get those sessions done because you had to get that feel for it. And, and I think it was really valuable that, um, what you guys did in that camp actually set you up quite nicely for the, for the race. Um, so just the main reason I want to talk to you today as well is, is, um, so you, the, the style of, of training plan that you followed was our race specific plan, which is one that's, um, basically pre was it's sort of, it's sort of written with a view to um, having three different levels of beginner, intermediate, and advanced, and um, I've I've split the plan up into phases um, through base build, specialty, and and race phase. And so, what we were doing with your plan um, is is you were following the same plan as pretty much everybody else. There was a little bit of customization, which which you can do, and anybody who's following those plans can do by communicating with with um, with myself. But um, but the, the way I structured the training was um, every four weeks you would receive the next block of, of training and, and you would add it to your training calendar. Now, there's actually been a few changes to um, the, the, uh, the software that we use and that you um, you don't have to manually add it to a date. It's, it's going to add automatically for you, which is quite cool. You just have to select the training plan you want to follow. But, oh, nice. um, yeah, so that, that makes quite a big difference. And But I really enjoy that style of, of coaching because I was still able to write the plan with with a view to the next four weeks, and we basically did, ran it as three weeks work, one week recovery or active recovery, and and uh, and I'd be interested in your feedback on how you felt that that worked for you in terms of um, how how you felt the stress, uh, how you're dealing with the stress as the as the race as the training came through. Yeah, um, and as I said, I went through basically the plan twice. You know, in the first time around thirty weeks, although it was long. One thing that I really liked about it is that you you and I have often discussed this. You're always tweaking it, right? You're always mm-hmm. looking at it and tweaking it and going, how do you – and it's based off years and years of your experience and knowledge personal as in you competing, doing it yourself, but also then you coaching as well. So to me, that gave me a lot of confidence in the plan. 
And so I just believed in the plan. I never doubted it and I followed it. And this is for both build-ups, um, you know, and I was in really good form and really good nick. And so, and as you say, there's still that able, that ability to check in, to sit there and say to you, hey, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Um, but you, and it, but it also allows you to give you that flexibility where it's super simple. You're looking at the, you know, on the desktop, the program, and you can just drag and drop sessions around if you need to. Yeah, um, I'll just, I'll, share, I'll see if I can share the screen actually so, pe- so people can see this as we're talking. Mm. Um, I hope I don't kill so, the. Uh... So, for me, I liked it because it gave me that ability for a bit of flexibility in there to move things around, to see things and plan it. But the key thing is just I didn't I didn't train harder than I needed to. I just tried to hit. So I I chose the advanced you know advanced um one out of a lot, mm-hmm. and therefore it was obviously a bit harder. Um, you know, I, and just so you runs aware, I work, you know, full-time job, 45 hours a week, um, sometimes actually more than that um, all the time. And so trying to fit in more than that is harder. And coming from my background of being a high-performance athlete, I was always overtraining when I swam to the point mm-hmm. where every month I would start to get chronically sick because I overtrained or pushed myself so hard because I wanted to, you know, mm-hmm. um, because, and so this time around, I was obviously, I'm not in the same mindset, you know, I'm, bit more relaxed about my sport and stuff like that now i still love to win and on the day absolutely i'll go out there and do my best and um and training sessions but i'm not like super hard on myself as hard as i used to be if i had to miss the odd session i think i probably only missed a a handful less than five you know the Mm -hmm. whole time um but i just tried to follow follow them you know i just tried to do them when they were scheduled and follow them and 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 you do the test so that you're going at your correct run speed and your correct you know, bike numbers and especially indoor stuff, it's really good. And, um, and that's yeah, one thing yeah. I think is really important in the bike, uh, sorry, in the running is that you don't run faster than you need to. I mean, we're looking at a few other guys that did Ironman and sort of looking at the, the you know, you get on Strava and you see what people are running and you think, man, yeah, they're going quick, you know, they're <laughs> sub five minutes for a 15K or 12K or they've done their long run and they've gone out and I was thinking, man, like these guys are going to, you know, potentially just, you know, run me down in the run because as you said i go out first and from the swim and my bike's pretty handy and so i spend all day getting past and mostly on the run and i was expecting all these other guys that we'd been sort of training together to run past me and even at training camp they sort of went quicker mm-hmm. and i always stuck to my numbers which was you know around that race pace or 530 515 pace um and on the day i ran quicker than all of those people you know so i was really quite surprised by that but again i trusted in the program i trusted in what you know the all the research and the articles you've published around, you know, the 80, 20 rule and not running in the gray zone and all that sort of stuff. And it just, yeah, I believed in it and it, and it produced the results. And as I said, I went through it in that 30, even though it was a 30 week build up the original one last year and was doing the same thing then too. I got in really good form and really good Nick. And um, so I would just say, look, pick the level that's appropriate to you and trust in it and follow it and it'll produce the results. Mm, that's really good to know. Um, the and you talked a little bit about the zones there. So what we have at the beginning of the plan is um, a series of time trials, which allow the athletes to then take the information to to create their own training zones based on um, the the data that they get from those time trials. And and like you say, sticking to the zones is so important. <clears throat> and it's funny because um, back in the old days, before we had you know really good training methods and 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 equipment to use and power meters and stuff, we always just used to train until it got really, really hard. And that was sort of our measure of, oh, we, we, we do, we're doing enough because it hurts and it's really uncomfortable and we're really tired and we're really grumpy. But 
and the performances often didn't reflect how hard we had been going in training. But but now with the the technology, um, you actually train easier, but you train smarter and you go faster in the race. And, um, and you know people come into the sport at the time that you are now have got the benefit of of having people like myself who have been through those those confusing days of of just battering ourselves to uh, to a pulp. To, to actually step back and go, this isn't how you need to do it. You you need to be smarter with this and you need to follow this this routine. You need to trust trust the work that you're doing based on the numbers that you're producing and the data that's being um, you know it's been generated and and just know that it's going to have an effect. So it's really nice to hear that you you found that. Um, and you talked about some of the indoor sessions. Now um, these indoor sessions are structured so that if you click into one, um, you'll actually see that there's a um, there's a series of intervals um, built into it uh, as a structured workout. Um, and this one in particular is not that interesting because it's just a single steady state block. But this this file can be uploaded to um, to your Zwift account um, and or uh, Fullgas, Ruby, Training Road. And you can actually do the session that's that's in the plan through one of those applications. So um, so you can actually follow. Um, on full gas, you can follow the course doing one of the workouts that, that we've generated, um, which is really exciting. And actually, we're, we're about to, for this upcoming Ironman New Zealand training plan, uh, we're going to have an inter interaction, integration with full gas so that the training sessions will be built into the course video. So you actually be able to cycle on the Ironman New Zealand course while doing um, our, our interval session, which would be quite cool. Just another, another visual visual aid to help you get through the through the race but yeah those all those sorts of things that you talked about of of trusting the um trusting the data and and just knowing that you know there's there's a level of experience that's generated these plans and and like you say a lot of people would go above and beyond what they needed to and they possibly didn't perform as well on race day as as you would have thought um and uh, well, one of the other things I've, you know, kind of learned a lot with, with this is obviously swimming, there's no gravity, so there's not a lot of injuries. But when you're running and cycling, there can be, you know, and, mm. and the impacting and gravity and things that go on. So a big key part of that is obviously um, not overdoing or not getting injured. You know, if you can't, if you're if you're injured because you've overtrained or you've, you know, or something like that, you're not able to train your full capacity. So you're better off, in my eyes, sort of running just below you know full capacity and getting injured whereas you can just keep ticking along and get everything done and i think that's a really important thing is you're not overtraining yeah um, and that it gives you that time again i think you've got to trust the program that you've written in a way rob that allows you to recover allows athletes to recover um so that they can train well for the next session so that's really important mm. and i and uh, the indoor cycling sessions are they've got flex in them, right? Because it's really easy. I mean, I did them all on Zwift. I uploaded all those sessions. I saw my numbers exactly where I was going. It's easy to follow. You can't switch off, which is great. And you can obviously play with the percentage too. You know, you can back it off or you can bring it up, you know, a few percent too. So if I was feeling really good, hey, I might bump it up three to five percent, you know. And also based mm -hmm. off my previous build-up, I knew that I should be sort of better numbers than well, my numbers would be improving pretty quickly. So I was often sitting there and going, right, I did the, you know, the FTP test, but in a week's time, if I was feeling good, I was going, I know it's going to significantly jump. But like I was jumping, you know, sometimes 30 watts in my FTP tests and stuff like that, you know, or more. Um, so I knew I could sort of bump it up percentage wise. So um, 
Yeah, so that's made it super easy. And and I think too, interesting talking with Bex Clark about the idea of indoor sessions. You now in Auckland, great. You you want to do it here because the roads aren't that safe and the weather here sucks. So, I mean, constantly changing. Um, but also Bex Clark and I talked about it and I said, you, would you say an hour inside is about an hour 15 outside? And she sort of agreed with that. And I don't know where you, how you feel about it, but I feel yeah, like it yeah. sort of maximizes that training you know, for cycling um, quite well too. Yeah, I mean, you, you never stop pedaling when you're an indoor trainer and you might do an hour and a half workout. You yep. get to the end of it and you actually think, shit, when there's no equivalent to, to slowing down going to a traffic lights or freewheeling down a hill you're just pedaling the whole time and that that in itself is such an advantage to be able to, to be able to just just move the legs that long um it's it's amazing i, I don't know how i trained for ironman before before i had swift i, I in fact I, I know i had an indoor trainer and i know i had my bike on it but i don't think i ever got on it for any more than half an hour and if it was raining outside, I'd just put myself, put a jacket on and just went out. But I'm so glad yeah. I don't have to do that now. <laughs> you don't you don't have to do that. You, if you don't want to go outside and you've got Zwift, just go on Zwift. It's just so much yeah. safer. Oh, yeah. There, yeah. There, there are times you do have to get out on the road because the wind can blow and you need to feel the vibration on the road and stuff like that. So if it's a nice day and, and if it calls for it and if it's an endurance ride, go out, enjoy it. Yeah. But if it's an interval session... Don't worry about trying to squeeze it in into into a busy road. Just get on the get on the trainer and uh, and and just just pedal away. Mm. Um, okay, well that's that's really cool, Moss. I I'll leave you there. I, I, you've probably got father duties to go away and deal with now, but um, I really appreciate your time. And um, obviously, with people watching this video, if they've got any questions around the training plans, uh, what's involved, please just reach out to me. Um, these will. The, the Ironman New Zealand 2020, oh, the, the 70.3 Taupo 2023 plans and the Ironman New Zealand 2024 plan starts basically the same time, which is which will be mid-September. So um, this video will be going out a few weeks or probably a month before. So um, give everybody a chance to have a think about it. But um, yeah, please sign up and uh, and make the most of the training because it's 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 not something you want to, you, you don't want to go into an event like this half half done you, you know one know that you're prepared well for it and you've got the confidence and and it's really in the scheme of things the cost for a training plan and a membership um pales in comparison to what you would pay for a set of wheels or a power meter or you know a, a new helmet and stuff like that and it's, it's something that can just really make your day so much better if you, if you do it 100 agree with that yeah. i mean at the end of the day if anyone came to me said i want to learn to swim i wouldn't go out and tell them to buy the best gear the first thing i'd do is go get a really good coach if you want to become the best possible swimmer you can, then it's all about technique and, and a coach knows how to short circuit all those mistakes that might happen. And this is the same thing. The programs you've written, people might sit there and go, oh, you're not a coach, you're not hands-on. But at the same time, as I said, you've put a huge amount of years and years of experience and in work into these programs and you know they work. You know you've cut these, you know, what corners to cut or one, well, not ones not to and when the work needs to be done. So. I 100% agree that, you know, this, if anyone's out there and thinking about what do I spend my money on, don't go and buy a new pair of wheels. You know, mm. there was plenty of people I rode past that had disc wheels while I left. <laughs> I had disc wheels and, you know, and they were sitting up and with disc wheels and fancy bikes and uh, here I am, you know, on mine and, and it's, it's the work at the end of the day, right? So, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, trust in the program and spend your money there. That's the first thing you should be doing. Yeah. In hindsight, though, I probably should have lent you my disc because I reckon we probably would have got another three or four minutes out of you. <laughs> I think you were the fastest bike rider without a disc wheel. 
<laughs> I think I think you made a few people reconsider their uh, their bike choices when, when they saw when, they, yeah. <laughs> when when you were just ripping around. Anyway, yeah. awesome, good stuff. So thanks, each Moss. I'll uh, I hope I get out go out for a ride or a run with you one day soon, or maybe even a swim if I can uh, find some um, find a little boat to <laughs> come on beside you in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, September. That's uh, you just said the plans coming out September. I might have to. Um, yeah. It might be my my goal to try to get into it then. Brilliant. Oh, you know where we yeah. are. Yep. Take Thanks it easy, so. mate. We'll see you later, eh? See ya. Cheers. See ya.